0: Welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Hiram Roche, bringing you another inspirational message designed to help you focus on the greatness that's within you. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing with anchor. I found that I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many many more now with this the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car so I'm able to use record on my cell phone I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer so, for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, Anchor is a n c h o F-M. Welcome to the team. Thank you for coming in. Um, As you come in, I pray and I ask that you just like this um, comment. Just say hi so I can know that you're in the room. Um, And now we're going to go ahead and dive in. We're going to start into dive into 1 Samuel chapter 17. Um, I came on a couple days ago and started a conversation about David. And I want to add something to that. Bless you, Miss Warren. Uh, Warren. How you doing? Good to see you on. Um, I want to be able to just share something with you real quick that, again, that I believe that is going to encourage you in the midst of this season. So in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're going to um, just start actually at verses 30. I'll just do 34. Um, 34 and really the point of scripture that we're actually going to be bringing out is verses 37. Let's just dive in, 37, because I don't want to be on here too long. I just want to hit this, um, encourage you, and allow you to be able to go through and go along with your day. So First Samuel chapter 17, verses 37, this is what it says. And It says, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. I'm going to read it one more time and then we'll dive into this. It says, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. Um, He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. So in this passage of scripture, for those that do not know this passage of scripture, David has now walked up to something that was already going on. He walked up to a fight that was already going on. And as he came into this fight, the only reason why he was there um, was, was because his father sent him to go send some food, bring some food to his brothers that were in this fight. So David now has come, he has heard this guy named Goliath, this Philistine that has been talking down, saying different things about the children of Israel or the army of Israel. And so now David has jumped into this fight, trying to, real, trying to see what does he need to do or what will happen if he is able to be able to fight. How you doing, dad? Good to see you on. Um, so now David is standing before the King, which is Saul and Saul is saying to him, listen, I don't think you, you understand what this is. This man right here is a professional. This man right here, he's, he's, he's trained for this. Um, and you're just, you're just a young guy. And so what David starts to do and to share is he starts to share his testimony with Saul. He starts to just share this testimony of what God has done with him through a lion. God has did with him through a bear when they came to try to attack his father's sheep because he was a shepherd, um, tried to come and attack his father's sheep and he was able to defend and beat them off um, and be able to save and deliver in this context his lambs or the sheep or his father's sheep. So in this conversation on today, um, what I want to, as a a context of, of conversation, I want to be able to share with you this statement, and this is really what David is sharing with Saul. What's up, Ian? How you doing, man? This is what David is sharing with Saul, and that is, I've seen him do it before, and he'll do it again. I want you to put that into the comment because this is the conversation, and I believe again that will encourage you in this season. He he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Now David is again is sharing this piece with the with Saul, allowing Saul to understand that I have seen him. I have seen him do it when he defend, when I was defending lion. I mean, defending the sheep. And I've seen God deliver me when it came in reference to the lion that tried to come and attack the sheep. I've seen him deliver me when it came in reference to me having to defend against a bear. And because I've seen him deliver me there, I know he'll deliver me here. And so, what what I want to do is I want to give this definition of this context of what deliver this word that he's using, deliver, means. Now, this word deliver means to snatch away, means to deliver, to rescue, to save, to strip, or to plunder. I'm going to read it again, um, and, and I'll explain why I'm doing this. Um, it's to snatch away, is to deliver, is to rescue, it's to save, it's to strip. It's to plunder. So, what David is saying is, I've seen God save me when I was fighting against a lion. I've seen God save me when I was fighting against a bear and I know that God has not changed. I know that God has not has not changed the way that he functions and so if I've seen him deliver and do it then, I know he will deliver and do it now. He'll save me now while I'm about to go and defeat this Philistine. Now I love this because what I want us to be able to recognize and to be able to see even in our own lives if God has delivered you before. If God has saved you before, I want you to be encouraged to know that he will save you now. If he's done anything before, if he's rescued you before, if he's brought you out before, if he's protected you before, I want you to understand that he'll do it again. He's the same exact God. His ways and methods has not changed. And because of that, I want you to understand and be encouraged to know that he'll do it again so i understand that there is a chaotic mode of things that is happening right now i understand that there is there is there's there's all of these symptoms and things that are happening and and the numbers look like they're escalating and going up it doesn't look like it's trying to slow down but what i want you to understand in the midst of all of this that he will still do it Again, he still has the same power to be able to rescue you and to save you and to bring you out. Now, the question that we have to ask ourselves is this, David uses this context of allowing us to be able to see that God had delivered him before. But the question that I ask myself is this, is how did God do it? Now, the Bible also shows us another context in the book of Exodus, where you have the children of Israel that are in bondage for all of these years, and now God chooses a man named Moses. Um, he communicates to this man named Moses, and he makes a statement that he says, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to deliver, save, pull them out of where they have been, this bondage, this situation that they're in. I'm going to come down and do this, and then the Bible shows that he uses this man named Moses to be able to do it. So what I'm recognizing and I'm seeing is in God's deliverance, there is an action that has to take place. So again we see David talking about how God delivered him through a lion and through a bear we see David saying that now I'm standing before I'm about to stand before this Philistine and I know that the same God that did it then he'll do it again and in this moment what I'm recognizing is David is allowing Saul to be able to understand as I'm not sitting back asking God to be able to do deliverance I'm not praying that God will be able to do it and I'm gonna sit back and watch him do it no what he's saying is what I, I, I'm 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 so much entrusting that God is going to save me again like he saved me before. I'm so entrusting that God is going to bring me out like he's done it before. I I entrust in him to do exactly what he said he will do so much that I'm going to do something about it. So this question that I ask for you is what are you going to do about it? If you know that God is going to do it again, if you know that God has not changed, if you know that God cannot change, nor can he lie, if you know that his systems and flows is the same way from the beginning all the way to the end, if you know that he is faithful, if you know that he is true, if you know that he is a provider, he is a deliverer, he's a restorer, if you know that he's all of those things, the question that I ask is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit back and not do nothing? Are you going to push forward and defeat the enemy that stands before you? Some of the enemy is not the coronavirus. Some of the enemy that stands before us is this context of fear and anxiety, the stress, the depression that might be, that is raging up because now people have to sit in a house all day. This suicidal spirit that has already been predicted that is going to happen. And they're telling you all of this information. But the question is for those that know that they have a deliverer on their side, those that know that they have a redeemer on their side, those that understand and know that the God does not change and he's wanting to do it again, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit back and just pray for you and your four and no more? Are you just going to make sure that the only people that's getting what they need is you? Are you going to just wait and sit back and relax and allow this chaotic situation to go past you and you do nothing about it? No, the Bible talks about it allows us to understand that we are the ones that have the keys to the kingdom, that God has given unto us the ability to unlock and to lock some things up. But what are you going to do about it? I'm I'm, I'm getting excited. I want to calm down, but I'm getting excited because I understand that he'll do it again. He's going to deliver us again. He's going to deliver you Again, he's going to restore you again. He's going to keep you again. I understand that you might have to be locked up, but he's going to keep you again because the Bible shares and allows us to understand that he will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him. He will do it again. His word has not changed. His styling has not changed. His love has not changed. So he'll do it again. So what what else do I want you to know before I end this live? What else do I need you to understand before this all goes out is I want you to understand this main thing that when God delivered, when God delivered the people in the book of Exodus out of bondage, they rejoiced. It was a revival that happened. It was a move of God that ended up happening. When God delivered the people out 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 of these Philistines moment, then what we see is something happened amongst the children of Israel. There was encouragement. There was, there was strength. There was revival that ended up happening. And in this moment with the corona going on, in this moment with lockups happening, in this moment with the chaotic motion in the atmosphere, I believe that this is the best moment for God to be able to do it again and allow God's people to stand up and let revival happen. But how does revival happen? Revival happens when there's people of God that trust in God's ability, when people trust in who God is and what he said that he's able to do. And we trust in that word and say, God, we know that we are not anxious. And because we're not anxious, that is why we are praying. We cannot be prayerful and anxious because your word said that that does not work. But we do know that as we pray that you said that you will do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we can ask or think. And so we trust in your ability. We trust in your hand. We trust that you said by, by by your stretched out hand that you will deliver us. We trust that you said by your right hand that you'll walk with us. And because of that, we know that you'll do it again. He's going to do it again. He's going to keep your family again. He's going to tra- he's going to he's going to bring you out again. He's going to bring you up again. He took you out of the place and the situation that you was in before you came to him and he's going to keep you and bring you out of that moment. Now, it is time for revival to happen. Can't you feel that there is something in the atmosphere other than fear that is happening right now? Can't you sense that there is something in the waters that is brewing in this moment right now. Can't you understand that there is something that is changing in the midst of all of these things that are going on? Can't you realize that God's people are having to anchor down like never before because they're having to realize that it is only one God that we serve? Can't you understand that the people that are standing that did not know God, that did not want to believe in God, that did not want to speak his name, that are running now to the people that know God, don't you see that revival is happening in the midst of chaos and when all is said and done there is going to be something that is going to pour out upon this nation that is going to pour out upon this world that is going to pour out upon his people because of what he said that he'll do and he said I'll do it again. That's what he's promising his people. That's what David is allowing us to see that he will do it again. He will do it again. And he's about to do it again in our time where we'll see revival happen, where we'll see the Azusa movement of God happen again like never before. We'll see something magnificent transpire in the midst of chaos because we trust that God will do it again by we doing our part here on earth. So I want to encourage you. That is the only reason I came on today. I wanted to encourage you so that you can know, so we can both understand and know that he'll do it again. But he's requiring something of us. He's requiring us as believers, one, to just believe. Don't lose faith in the midst of chaos. Now I want to put this in because it's vitally important. It does not, don't be, it's not, I'm not saying don't be wise. We are people of wisdom. We serve a God that gives unto us wisdom. So I'm not saying don't be wise, but I am saying don't stop believing. I am saying don't lose faith. I am saying this, don't stop praying. I am saying don't get so caught up with what's on the news that you're not reading the gospel. Don't get so caught up on the reports that you're not staying in tune with the report of the Lord. I am saying don't get so caught up in the chaos of trying to make sure you got toilet tissue and all the other things to keep you secure and safe and sanitized that you don't keep yourself clean by the word of God, that you're not cleansing your soul in the midst of all of this. I am saying, do not allow the enemy to sneak in while you're so worried about other things that he takes advantage of this moment. I am saying that. I am saying to understand that again, he's going to do it again, but I need you to do your part. I need you to pray. I need you to love on people in the community. I need you to be who we are supposed to be. And that is people of God that live like God. That live and represent the kingdom. Don't be so don't be so ca- focused on what's going on that you lose the core of who you are. No, take advantage of this moment and strengthen who you are because of who you believe. This is the greatest moment that you should be praying for people that you don't know. This is the greatest moment that you should be stepping outside of your comfort zone and going to do things that you did not want to do before. This is the greatest moment that you should be finding ways and places and people that you can be able to lend a helping hand to. This is the moment because when all is said and done, And when this thing disappears, like viruses and things in the past, what is going to be said is God's people were true. We found out who had peace. We found out what was real because they believe the God that says he'll do it again. I love you all and I'm praying for God's move of God to happen in this season. So I pray that the peace of God, that pass of all understanding, would be with you. I pray that you walk in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I pray that on today that you walk in discernment, Allow God to be able to give you a spirit of discernment, not a spirit of of suspicion, but a spirit of discernment, knowing when when to be able to speak, when to be able to do, when to act in things. I pray that in this season that you become so sensitive to God's presence because you took the time to spend time with him. I pray that in this moment and in this season, That you recognize and understand that God did not give unto you a spirit of fear, but he has given unto you power, love, and a sound mind. So be blessed, my friends and family, and I love you all. And make sure you recognize and you allow people around you to know that God said he'll do it again. Love you all. Talk with you later. I want to say thank you for joining me on today's podcast i pray that whatever word that you have heard the thing that touched you i pray that it inspired you to be able to make some form of change to push you closer to your dream to push you closer to that business idea that you had and you have i want you to find that greatness within you can you do me a favor and continue on this journey with me every first and third Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast. Follow me on all of my social media platforms so that us together can be able to develop and be the greatest person that God ordained us to be.